defenses. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bird Protocol. I'm Palm Reader. I'm your boy Otis Morris. How's and, it going? Uh, it's 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 going good. How's it going with you? It's going swell. I'm just enjoying nice. I guess probably one of our last snowfalls. Hopefully, who yeah. knows? Maybe this shit will go forever. Who knows? Maybe the snowfall will turn the ash fall. Who knows? Who knows? Nuclear fall. N- nuclear fall. Know. You think you mean nuclear fallout? Nuclear fall sounds well, like a yeah, wild, <laughs> a wild season. You've heard of regular fall. Get ready for nuclear fall. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, today we're back. We just finished our uh, series on the Born trilogy. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, go back, give it a listen. We did a pretty deep dive on uh, on all three of the original trilogy films, and we talked briefly about the lackluster sequels. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun this week. We are talking about a band. We went away from the world of cinema and we picked one of our, uh, a band we both very much love, uh, and a genre we haven't talked about yet. Um, and we're going to kind of take it, take a sleazy today. You know, we're not going to go super, super hard. We're just going to talk about the albums, talk about what we like. Some new music came out. We want to talk about, but yeah, today we are talking about, uh, uh, a band that if you know pop punk and you love pop punk, you probably love this band. We are talking about the story so far. Um, great, yeah. great band. Uh, uh, being, I, I've been a fan of them since, since, you know, like 2010 or something, uh, was introduced to them, uh, by Jordan, the vocalist of like Pacific, on my uh, front stoop in Kensington Market in Toronto, he came over and we had a, a speaker out there. We would always have like hang out and have a little pregame before uh, before going out with friends. And we had a speaker out there and he came over one day and he's like, guys, you got to check out this this band, this record. It's really cool. And we listened to the whole whole, um, uh, you know, front to back of uh, Under Soil and Dirt. And I was hooked. Uh, and what about you? When did you, uh, first encounter the story so far and, and, and how did you get them into your musical orbit? I don't know. They just showed up at some point around that time, I guess. I don't know. They just kind of became the most popular band in like punk alternative music at that time. And like, in like 2012, 2013, I guess when their second album came out, they fucking popped off big time. So I guess like everybody knew who they were then. I don't know. Maybe just within my realm of friends and stuff. Like, I don't know. This band was sort of like a fun band to listen to during like university parties and stuff. Um, I don't know. They just kind of came and went uh, like throughout my life. Um like, because they sort of, like, kicked off that whole new wave of pop punk that happened, I guess, 10 or so years ago. Yeah. Them and, and then, and... you know, they, then that sort of phase sort of phased out, I guess. Like, <clears throat> I don't know what to say. Like, there's so many 
bands that wanted to be the story so far. Like I can't even count them. Like just even in this town alone, people that played <laughs> in pop punk bands yeah, are there was just blatant a- ripoffs. It's like it yeah, it's like they really they really did it. This band was pretty big and I still like them. Like, you know what? Honestly, even though I stopped caring about pop punk and you know, once I you know, stopped caring about people singing about their hometown and being sad and stuff. And I moved <laughs> on. But like, you know what? I can still come back to these albums and they still go hard. They still go hard. And even, you know, with their, in their later albums, you know, there's a transition away from the sort of whiny, annoying pop punk sound that, you know, everybody either loves or hates. But yeah, um, I think you touched on like a lot of, a lot of good points there. Uh, they were and still are a huge band. Um, mm. They've definitely matured, which I I really love. Like that that proper dose album is uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait to see what they do next. I still listen to them. I still enjoy uh, the music. And um, but you're right. They were on the crest of that wave of, you know, bands like uh, Transit and um, uh, The Wandering Years. You can just Years look at and, the line of, like, all the bands that, like, eventually came from, like, Pure Noise. Like, Handgun, State Champs, Seaway, like, Pacific. I'm sure there's so many others. Like, even, like, the, sto- the story so far, like, they're come like them kicking off like a comeback of pop punk like allowed for like bands like four years strong to come back um uh uh senses fail went back to their pop punk like sort of hardcore roots even and like yeah yeah no they, they kicked off a lot well i think that was just like pure noise in general i think that record label and this band sort of go hand in hand if we're talking about yeah and they and they were um uh, uh, on the main stage of warped um multiple years they've uh they're really cemented in the genre of pop punk and they've been around um and consistent uh uh which is is um but but you're right they they were on the crest of that wave um, and were one of the bands that really started to bring it back in the early 2010s um, yeah. and late, late aughts um, because they yeah, were cause there active. was like a whole thing. Like there was sort of, there was like at the same time, there was a big emo revival going on as well as like a pop punk revival. But like, the like the emo one kind of like mixed like different genres and stuff and you got like a lot of cool bands from that but then in pop punk like pop punk of like the late 90s early 2000s a lot of the musicians in those bands weren't great musicians to be honest a lot of pop punk bands like the songs aren't hard or what or whatever but like now like it came you know, this is like a new wave of bands that, you know, they grew up playing like Blink-182 songs, but they also grew up playing all types of different stuff. And so you get like interesting, you know, mix of genres, which you see later on in their later albums, especially like the way they mix like indie rock and just different genres even it's. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it wasn't just them too. I mean, you had the mm-hmm. kind of like, 
pop punk revival at the start of the end of the 2000s, start of the 2010s. But a lot of those bands, as they went on, grew less and less uh, or took less and less from pop punk and started taking more from other genres like shoegaze. And I mean, you look at bands like what, like Citizen, like uh, 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 um, Turnover, uh, you know, yeah, balance and composure and basement, stuff like, you know, like, yeah. All the, yeah. Um, so, but, but, but we're not talking about them. Uh, those, uh, they're all great bands. We, we definitely could, but we are talking about the story so far. Um, so let's give a little bit of a background on the story so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, American pop punk band from Walnut Creek, California. They were formed in 2007 and they are signed to Pure Noise Records and uh, have been signed to Pure Noise uh, through their whole career. Um, they have released four studio albums, uh, and then a couple EPs, I believe, uh, two, no, one, two EPs. A couple splits. Yeah, there's a couple splits, and then there's two EPs, um, While You Were Sleeping, which was the first release, uh, on Pure Noise, um, and, uh, and then, uh, they have, uh, Songs Of, which is an acoustic uh, EP where they did acoustic versions of some of their songs. Um, and, uh, I assume they're going to be releasing an album soon. They've been posting pictures of them in the studio and cryptic stuff, uh, on their various social media. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got a new story that so far record this year, but, Mm -hmm. uh, really we'll be talking about the four main albums. There's under soil and dirt, which is their first release. What you don't see, which is their second, uh, the story so far self-titled, uh, which is their third and then proper dose, which was the most recent release. But at this point, uh, it's, uh, it's still like four years coming up on like like four four years years. old. Yeah. Um, so they haven't put anything out in a while. Um, but, uh, but yeah, hopefully we get something, uh, um, something soon. They are, um, as they've, uh, we previously said, as they have grown and matured as musicians, their kind of sound has gone from aggressive, uh, uh, you know, kind of aggressive, emotional pop punk to more of a, uh, broader, uh, uh, sound that incorporates other genres, incorporates different mm-hmm. kind of instruments and stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's really cool to have watched this band, go, uh, grow, but each of those, uh, the albums to me are all great. Um, it's another instance, yeah. like every time I die, where all four of these albums are, uh, uh, great for their own, own reasons. Um, and, and they stand alone and together really well. Um, I don't know. I just, I think the, the band is comprised of, uh, Parker Cannon, uh, Kellen Kapner, Kevin Geyer, Geyer, uh, Will Levy and Ryan Torf. Um, but, uh, what makes this band so stand out to me, uh, is, the both the music and Parker Cannon's vocals and and um, lyrics, even though for the first three albums we got a lot of uh, very similar content. Uh, yeah, he, you get your generic uh, pop punk lyrics, you know, alienation, hometown stuff, youth, relationships, uh, and heartbreak. A lo- yeah, a lot of it is heartbreak. Pretty much most of it is, you know, there's a through line 
through the first three albums of him obviously dealing with some great upheaval and heartbreak in his life and being scorned in love and mm-hmm. on and on and yada, yada, yada. But Proper Dose uh, is actually super cool because he it's kind of amusing uh, on, on what, I mean, obviously things had happened to them. They've became... Uh, you know, niche celebrity. They became top of the top of the line in the, in the music scene. And uh, also just looking back on the content that they've put out and it's a really, a a real self-aware record. Um, It's just, they're just good. They just bang. They're just good. They're good to listen to. They've got a lot of energy. Uh, The music is great. Uh, The Parker's vocals are fantastic um, it's just overall, they're pretty, they're pretty dope. And the drumming is really interesting too. And I, I know that you want to talk about the drumming. So I'll leave, mm-hmm. I'll leave that to you when we get to it. Um, yeah. I did also, I've seen them live uh, a couple times. Fantastic live band. Um, mm-hmm. I actually saw them in 2012. This is a crazy show that I like, I can't believe that I saw this show, but this is like going back to the pop punk wave of that time. This was like the be all end all of shows. Uh, it was um, uh, into it over it. Polar Bear Club, the story so far, transit, and uh, the Wonder Years, and that show was an awesome show. All the bands did a great job. I, I loved all of the bands at the time. Some I don't listen to as much now, but um, I loved all the bands at the time. Uh, I actually got to meet and talk to some of the guys from the story so far, and um, they were all super nice. They were all really appreci- appreciative to be in Canada, and we're surprised that there were people who really, really liked them in Canada. Um, uh, it was their first, I think, their first major tour in there, or um, you know, one of the first ones. Uh, and uh, yeah, they ripped then, and I saw them a couple other times, Warp Tour and other things, and they ripped then. Um, real great. Uh, I don't know. Did you get a chance to see them? Have you seen them live? Yeah, I've seen them, I think, at least twice. Um, saw them at a Warp Tour. And then I saw them on, they were touring with Stick to Your Guns and some other bands that I don't remember. But yeah, I saw them at least twice, maybe another time. But yeah, no, twice at least. And yeah, no, they were a sixth band, like fun band. Um trying to think have i seen them another time i don't think so but yeah um yeah that would have been trying to think of when that would have been probably 2014 ish 2015 ish like it would have been around the time i guess they released their split ep with stick to your guns i assume yeah that was in 2013 i think anyway yeah no six show um sick band sick live band really fun like and that's like that's the thing is like i was saying earlier um like the the pop punk bands like in early 2000s and stuff like a lot of them just they weren't that great musicians whereas like you know story so far sounds live like live they sound great um sometimes like you know vocals can be shifty but that's punk that's yeah. the punk part of it. That's the punk part of it. You know, it. it is pop punk. So, you know, you're not, it's not like they're the fucking, you know, it's not like they're opera singers out there getting perfect every fucking note. But, you know, um, yeah, with their first album, like 
especially under soil and dirt, like it was like that was just like a very like pop like California like pop punk album. Like that like very much like there was a lot of parts like you know, like you have your basic, you know, rhythm guitar of just like doing, you know, power chords, palm muting and stuff. And then you have a lot of like the octaves and guitar stuff to going over top of that. You have your gang vocals, you know, and like, you know, big like chanting parts like in like Mount Diablo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just it was just very, very uh just hit like all the sort of like hallmarks of what the genre would, would like would be in this revival. So yeah. And yeah, that and that's the thing that made them so fun. Like a lot of like the gang vocal parts and like just getting the yell vocals. Like that's, that's the fun thing. That's And like, the, and it was just like, it, I mean, well, let's jump into the, to under soil and dirt. So under, under soil and dirt is the first, uh, the debut record from the story so far. It was released June 21st, 2011. Um, it's, uh, it's, um, if reading some, uh, uh, doing some research into the, into the album, I found out that they, you know, they really loved transit transits, keep this to yourself, which is another band who was on that show that, uh, that, um, was writing, uh, pop punk. They, they were out of Boston. So they were more of an East coast sound, East coast pop punk sound. Um, but they, uh, they really, really liked it. And it's funny to see the kind of transit in the bands that were on the East coast versus, you know, the bands coming from the West and where they kind of crossed over, but where they were different. Um, the story so far, their first album is fast. It's edgier. It's, um, it's really, like you said, it's got the chanting parts. It's got the big soaring yelling vocals. Um, and it's just a fun record. Like it's at the time I was 21 years old and I had, you know, a belly full of fire. I was ready to go take on the world and dealing with the things that you do as a young man, you know, you heartbreak and things like that. And I really, it really resonated with me. It's a very emotional album, um, but it's easy to listen to. It's fun to listen to. It's got a lot of really good songs on it and cool, um, you know, songs like Rome, um, Mount well, Diablo, like well, high- Rome, I think you can't even like it, it like states and minds and Rome, I think in my mind is, is always just one song yeah it's true like because that's even how they play it like how the song how it's on the record how the song how the ending of states and minds fades into rome like that's how they played it live and like states and minds was clearly written to be like this is an intro song like that's the song they used as their live intro for the longest time it's just just a fantastic way to like kick off a record And like sets the tone for the record because like it's it starts off like fast and like doesn't slow down until like the very very end of the album. Yeah, until you get to acoustic song. Until you get to closure. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fiery record, man. It's it goes like uh, looking at all of them, like states of minds, Rome, quicksand, swords and pens, high regard, daughters, Mount Diablo, four years, rally cap, placeholder, closure. All of those songs are pretty good. Like, like it's mm-hmm. it's a really good, really strong debut. It was um, kind of pop enough 
that it was accessible, yeah. but it was punk enough that and aggressive enough that, you know, you had people who listened to hardcore who liked the story so far, and you had people who yeah. didn't listen to anything heavy who liked the story so far. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, it was, you know, it just, mm -hmm. they blew onto the scene. Like suddenly everybody was, you know, like there were, I remember videos on YouTube from, uh, different, you know, events that would have use high regard or, or Rome, or, you know, you'd see skateboarding videos with people throwing up like, uh, you know, uh Mount Diablo or something like that. <laughs> you know, like yeah. It was they were just everywhere. Um and you know the the critically it was received very well. Um it was uh put on on Rock Sounds 51 most essential pop punk albums of all time list. Uh Absolute Punk gave it eight out of ten alternative press gave it three and a half. That's kind of strange but uh uh, Alter the Press gave it five, a couple other fives out of fives in a year. That's weird that Alt Press gave it such a low number considering how big of, how uh, big the album would eventually go and how big the band would go. But, you know, sometimes everybody's wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just, uh, it just, it, it kind of exploded outwards. Um, I, uh, I, love the production of the album um i yeah you're right states of minds to rome to quicksand uh high regard to daughters to mount diablo there's some real it really goes like it's it's <laughs> it's it's a great intro record um and it and it sounds fantastic still to this day production wise um mm -hmm. i guess we'll go straight into the second one yeah, because uh, the, there's not really much else you can say about this one other than it's great. I mean, I don't. Do you have a favorite song on this one? Do you that you know? Um, I think my personal favorite is just probably Rally Cab. I don't know. I just always like that song. But uh, no, yeah, no, the combo of States of Mind and Rome is also just a classic combo. So like, I think, and then I, yeah. I don't know. The whole the album's really good, but yeah, no, those those three songs in particular. I'd say Mount Diablo as well, obviously Quicksand. Um, no, so many good songs on that album. Yeah, Can't. it's it's and the, and the good and one of the things with all their songs is that they. This is gonna, so you know, I don't know if any if any of the people who are listening are Toronto folks, uh, or know about my friends over you, um, which was a uh, kind of like emo night in Toronto. Um, it was one of the first real big emo nights and stuff like that. And they would always play story so far. And, and I got to say, one of the things that's great about them is that they're so much fun to sing along to. Like, it's just, yeah, just I was going to say like, I, like in university, like so many drunken parties where eventually it just like came down to like me and like five dudes just like, yelling the lyrics at each other yeah it's and they're just it's just it's it, it, they strike the perfect balance between uh kind of edgier aggressive and accessible that and and it's fun it's good music and so like you know high regard i used or what is it um used to think you were worth my time and you embody everything that i hate like it's just so good it's just and they were young too. And I think that their, their youth and their, the kind of, as I said before, fire in their belly of being, uh, you know, young men at that time. Uh, 
really gave the this record such a, a kind of punch to it. It was just it just really was good. Such a good uh, debut. Um, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to talk about more of the stuff, so I don't want to stay, stay on it. But just, yeah, great record. If you if you like pop punk, um, it's definitely one you need to listen to um, and uh, and a great debut. So then we go into 2013's What You Don't See. Um, this is the second studio album. Uh, and um, this one... <sighs> is interesting to me. I love this, this album. Mm-hmm. Um, same. It's, uh, it's a lot of the same from the first record, but like, but they take the, you see that they're starting to take some experimental choice, like make some experimental choices. In- yeah. This is like the guitar stuff like there's more there's like some different time signatures in there this is particularly where you start noticing well i started noticing the drumming was doing a lot of different things than because like with pop punk like music there's like maybe like four drum beats like in all of pop punk (laughs) like you get your and like that at different speeds, pretty much. And then like, you know, some different things. Then you get your, you get like, there's very, there's not a lot of pop punk beats. And then like they started switching it up. And like, I think that's where they started standing out musically. Cause like, while like, you know, cause like Parker, he's not the greatest vocalist to be honest. And, you know, but like, you know, it makes up with like the layered vocals and sort of like the gang vocal parts and like the way he writes, like, and it writes great melodies that like complement the guitar work. And they really nailed it on this album and like found a way to stand out, even though like pop punk is a very sort of generic genre like yeah not Um, like you can't really sugarcoat it like it is a very basic genre that's you know it's it's pop music but loud distortion and like um i think it's interesting that you i mean live um yeah i mean live is never going to be as good as the album i actually think that parker's a fantastic vocalist i like the timbre of his voice and his melody and the stuff that he does um, and also I like the, there's just kind of like a, a grandness to a lot of the, the stuff that he, he does in the way that he, um, you know, holds long notes and does kind of big sweeping things, but he's also, there's also parts where it's fast. I actually really like that. And I always thought from the start that, it, that he was, uh, a really, really good, but I mean, teach their own, um, yeah, I mean, but, like, his vocals fit perfectly for the band. Like, I wouldn't imagine them with a different vocalist. Every, but, like, in pop punk, like, I can think of, like, 10 other vocalists that are, like, like you know, like, legitimately better vocalists have a yeah, much bigger range and whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and yada, yada, yada. Okay, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Or a better vocal. Like, he has, like, you know, he's very sort of, uh, he's just sort of, like, you know, but, like, 
so is Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. And yeah. he's and one of my favorite songwriters I, I of see, all time. So I see it's what like, you're saying. You're saying, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, yeah. and I, I think he's perfect in the band too. Like, I think, yeah, okay, I get it. My bad. Yeah. I got confused there uh, or I, I misunderstood what you were saying. But yes, no, I agree then, totally. Um, and uh, and yeah, so this album, it came out in, in 2013. It was universally praised um alt press called it thoughtful and passionate uh uh and one that will help young listeners navigate the murky waters of growing up um uh the all music reviewer fred thomas said that the 11 songs were new blasts of melodic pop punk um saying it was in kind in the same uh in in the same vein of many of the other great or greatest pop punk records um and uh and that uh the album just breezes by it's a shorter album it's it's under 30 minutes long um mm-hmm. it was number nine on rock sounds 50 best albums of 2013 it was on the billboard 200 at number 46 um it's uh you know uh metacritic 84 absolute punk 85 all music very favorable alternative press four out of five punk news four out of five rock sound eight out of ten um you know, when they were recording it, uh, the guitarist William Levy said, uh, that it was a heavier, more melodic. Um, but it's, it's still us just more focused. And I love that quote because that's really what it is. Um, you see them starting to branch out musically and try different kind of slightly different things. Um, but it also just is a still, uh, 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 you know, you breeze through it like, like, uh, that the, um, Fred Thomas says you breeze through it. It's a fast record. It's got a lot of the things that you love from the first record, but it's also got some really cool, um, uh, you know, as you said, time, like tempo, time signature stuff. Um, and some really cool, like the song, the glass. I love the song. Mm -hmm. The end of that song is unreal. And the, and that like, I don't think I had ever heard a pop punk band Mm -hmm. do that kind of like, it's almost like operatic crescendo that now you're yeah. gone. No. Yeah. And then now you're gone. Now you're like, that's so sick. Like, and like that part was like clearly written like, Oh, this part's going to fucking rip live. Yeah. Like that's going to be the part where everyone's like jumping over each other to get the microphone, which it is. That's exactly what that part was. But, but yeah, that song in general, like the glass is one of my top, three favorite stories so far songs because they like it starts off like it starts off of like one riff which then switches into another one which then kind of comes back at the end and like yeah no there's so many different like cool transitions in it and like there's so many different like parts that are like good like like you know like just loud, like, just want to scream along parts, like, in empty space, like, where it's like, I know it seems like I'm always upset. Yeah, that part's sick. There's there's so many, like, this album, and I gotta say, that's the opening song, Things I Can't Change, is, it bangs. I love that song. There's, this album is, it really does take all of the stuff that was great about the first album, but just adds kind of a sprinkle of melody of 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 
of willingness to have a bit more space between the aggressive parts. It's got really interesting guitar work. It just overall, it was a, a, a again, a stellar release and it stands on its own and within the greater story of, of their, uh, of their releases. Obviously it was on the billboard 200. Like people really like this record. And, um, and I, to this day, I mean, I think I have a little bit more of a, uh, nostalgia, uh, connection to the first record because it was when I was living in Toronto and, you know, doing the, my friends over you and all of my friends, we were all into pop punk and hardcore and, you know, all that stuff. And, and I feel like there was a little bit more connection to it, but musically, um, I, this album to me is, is like up there, you know, it's, it's a really good, and all the songs are great. Things I can't change stifled mm-hmm. small talk, playing the victim right here, empty space, the glass, all wrong, bad luck, face value framework. Again, all of those tracks are really good. <laughs> yeah. No, the whole album slaps front to back. Like, yeah. yeah. Just, just, there's, there's no slow song on the album. They just all just rippers. You love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> and at this point, this, at this point now, they're, you know, they're probably one of the biggest bands in pop punk in the alternative music scene. This is where, you know, if you didn't know them, you knew them now. Um, but if you were into that kind of music, you knew them when Under Soil and Dirt dropped because it was such a, you know, it f- yeah. like crazy. F- they It was like they lit the whole place on fire. Like it was just going everywhere. Um, but yeah, no, this one fantastic uh uh, it's again a little bit less uh, they still have the aggression they still have the you know uh uh lyrical content of the first uh of the first record um similar lyrical content the aggression is still there there's just a sprinkling of of kind of growth as musicians and Mm -hmm. willingness to explore melody and have different parts that you know throw different tempos and do stuff but then mm-hmm. we get to their next record, which it's hard to say. I can't say which one of their records is my favorite, but this, I love the self-titled record. Mm-hmm. Like I love the self-titled record. I, I, was, I love it as well. <laughs> this is like, this is uh, like, I was really, I really was looking forward to talking about this one and then proper dose because this is where you see them starting to really try different things. You can tell that they're a bit older. They're, they're a bit wiser. Um, there's a little bit of, of self-awareness in the lyrics. Um, and uh, you know, it's just really cool. Um, so self-titled album story so far, uh, came out in 2015. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, it got, uh, uh, it was, uh, it, interesting enough. It, it charted on billboard, t- uh, 223 this time. Um, it was number 40 on the billboards, hard rock albums, year end chart, Metacritic, 80 out of 100, Absolute Punk gave it 5 out of 10. That's a, what? Well, like I said, everyone's wrong every once in a while. Uh, We've got four and a half stars, four stars, favorable, 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10, five stars, uh, 
five stars for Kerrang, eight out of 10 on Exclaim, nine out of 10. Like this was relatively um, mm-hmm. uh, hailed. A well-liked as, record. Yeah, well-liked record, except for some reason, Absolute Punk gave it a five out of 10, which that seems mental to me. But um, but yeah, and uh, it charted on a bunch of other stuff. It charted U.S. Billboard vinyl albums, number one, independent albums, number two, alternative albums, number five, rock albums, number five, uh, you know, UK independent album breakers chart, number one, five on rock and metal albums. Yeah, it was it, it did really well. And and so that's all to preamble um, the fact that this record has so many interesting things on it and they do so many cool and different um uh they, they their take on songwriting and everything is so cool and different and the drumming is insane mm-hmm. um it, it just goes like nerve mock solo how you are scowl stalemate heavy gloom with the like that's oh man wild um yeah so this this album came out obviously we very much enjoy it and this was probably one of the most listened to albums of that year for me if not the most um uh, you know it's uh it's it's great um this is probably the album that definitely set them apart from everyone else in that genre um yeah, like the guitar stuff, like yeah, the, like the, the continued the tra- like progression that they had from the last album. This one, I think they also did like some acoustic EPs, like in between, and so like they've experienced, like they were experimenting with acoustic stuff, doing some like covers and stuff, and like going outside of you know the realm of pop punk, and so coming back to this like album, they have like some more influences and then like you know this shows like more transition away from like just generic pop punk you know into sort of more like a a rock alt rock sound as well which you see more of on the next album but on this one like the drumming on this album i think is the most significant thing about the album um and I know you know how much I love the album, yeah. like the drumming on this album. Um, and shout outs to their drummer because I think I can't remember where I read this or heard this, but there is an interview where I'm pretty sure they were like, yeah, we deliberately didn't want to do like generic stuff. So we didn't do like any generic, like fast, just like like beats or like you know all the sort of like regular beats that are just like you know just paramount beats and you know uh pop punk and just pop and punk in general so in this there's like none of the beats that you would expect but he finds different ways to keep the tempo up and like so there's a lot of like just cool like grooves and rhythms that he does on toms and stuff and like just a lot of really strange snare patterns like he does a lot of like offbeat stuff and there's a lot of like in some songs there's like extra time signatures like where the song like the riff will go like a bar extra or like the drums start off at like the like it starts off beat and like it sometimes the song like 
if you take the songs and like separate the tracks, it wouldn't necessarily like make sense. Like you, that's, it wouldn't make sense to do it that way because, but then like when you play it, it's like, Oh, that's, it sounds so good. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's just a, really, really I, inspired songwriting. Like even the guitar work yeah. on the album too, like the start of, um, of solo, that has that like ding 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 ding, and then it all the whole band comes in and just mm-hmm. a bunch of really stuff. And the guitar work in Nerve too is really cool. Um, I think that How You Are is such a really like I love the I love the fact that they can they walk the line between this like kind of m- more melodic, gloomier mm-hmm. sound, and then they switch into the kind of um what they've known the aggressive sound but then also there's like moments in this album where they just kind of let the music breathe like it's it's just really inspired songwriting and you can see that as you said this is where mm-hmm. they they kind of stepped away from uh what was kind of expected but they still managed to maintain their sound uh yeah. you know parker's still doing his his yelly melodic singing parts, but, uh, but it's just refined, you know, like with every album, they seem to be refining themselves, which mm-hmm. is something that I love. We talk about this all the time. Every time we talk about artists that we love that with me seeing someone's growth without them kind of alienating their influences or their previous work is really, really cool. Like, I think it's just, it's great to see, as we said, with every time I die, as we said with boys in the well, as we said with anybody else we've talked about that, that growing as artists, but maintaining the kind of through line, the evolution of your, of your artwork um, is super inspiring to see. And this album was just, it just bangs. It's, it's just like awesome. Awesome. I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah, they, I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, when we get to proper, when, when, when they get to proper dose, people, I think when they release proper dose, people thought, oh, this doesn't sound like the story so far. And, mm-hmm. but to me, it makes perfect sense. Like if you listen to the out, al- like, like th- I did this week, listening to all four albums in a row, it makes perfect sense. You know, it's like, it, yeah, it does. At the time when it came out, I don't think I was about it, but I think I was just kind of just kind of done with the genre. But now going back to it, it's like, oh, you know, their transition to that sound makes perfect sense. And also, I'm more welcoming to that sound since, like, I just I don't really care much for pop punk at this point, like, as a 30 year old man. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, a, it's, you know, you, Again, this one has a lot to do with heartbreak. Um, obviously, the whoever uh, has ha- had hurt Parker. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, he's Ooh, still yeah. working through that. He's still working through uh, the stuff. But you have. Um, oh, also, isn't this the one? What's the song? Is it uh, Phantom? That's the slow song. Yeah. 
I really like that song too. That's mm-hmm. I wanted to bring that up that they that this is also where you start seeing them doing a little bit more because that song has the kind of like haunting, uh, airy, ethereal guitars and and you know the the vocals are more subdued and um and it has the kind of the it's hard to attract you and with all the mm-hmm. reverb and all it's just it that song is really cool and you start seeing more songs like that on proper dose um mm-hmm. and uh and i love the fact that they were that they were uh you know you can see the growth and they're trying new things um just a great release honestly it's hard to say what my favorite album of theirs is. This is a strong content contender, um, but all of them solid releases yeah. on their own. And yeah, looking back on, on the real way people reacted to some of the stuff from proper dose, I don't understand how people didn't see yeah. the, the seeds mm-hmm. uh, that were planted throughout the other albums, yeah. especially this one. I'm just going to say one last thing about the drumming is that if you saw me on the 12 bus between Waterloo and Kitchener at any point between the years 2015 and 2017 and I was air drumming, it was probably this is the album. It was the the source before our self-titled album. So yeah, that's Um, what I'm not on drugs. I know there's a lot of guys on drugs just swinging at the air, but no. I was I was practicing an instrument that I don't actually play. He so. uh, he wasn't on drugs. He was on <laughs> pop punk. Yeah, this is your brain. <laughs> this is your brain on the story so far. Um, yeah, no. Uh, they the, this this record was um, and also like even because around this time was when we became friends, and mm-hmm. so this also holds a little bit of a a place in my heart. Cause I definitely remember being in the apartment that we shared together uh, and, you know, listening to this record playing video games. Um, so yeah, there's also, uh, you know, some, some nostalgia, some, uh, some emotional connection to it too. Um, yeah. And then we get to 2018's uh, uh, proper dose. Um a record that is incredibly uh, uh, self-aware. It has everything that you like about the band from the previous releases, but also an even higher willingness to explore, to try different things, to try different mm-hmm. songwriting styles. Um, yeah, it's uh, it released... Uh, and um, it was 19 on the U.S. Billboard 200. Uh, it was, uh, uh, I think, when it was when they were putting out the singles for it, um, they, uh, I think, people were were kind of scared that there wasn't going to be any punk on it because the albums that they mm-hmm. or the singles that they released, "Let It Go," "Upside Down," and "Take Me As You Please," are. Um, very softer songs. much softer songs very much uh uh kind of you know there's aspects of kind of like psychedelic indie rock yeah. um they're you know they're some of them like have like i think i think let it go still has like some like fast parts in it and like there's actually a song on i forget which one in uh, particular there's a song on this album that actually has like one of the fast like pop punk beats like 
I'd say there's like a good 50% like pop yeah. punk on this album. They've well, just found out ways to do it. Like there's songs that start off slow, really stripped down acoustic and like percussion. And then like, you know, mid song, it picks up, the bass comes in, you know, then it like picks up. And that's the thing is I, I think a lot of the songs on this album, because I know particularly I didn't really give them the chance. Like I just kind of like went through and was like, oh, there's no songs that just hit like hard right off the beginning. Yeah. And then, but like that was just like me just kind of being like naive, expecting, you know, sort of like a one note thing. And then, you know, in now, like giving like listening to it like this week, it's like, oh shit, like there's so many good songs, like proper dose, like. There's a lot of songs on this album that sound like if they came out in like the 90s, it'd be like, oh, this would have been a sick third eye blind song. Like this would have been yeah, so there's like there's uh, well, I I for one um when the singles came out, uh I I was like, let it go is good. Um take me as you please uh is wasn't what I expected, but I love upside down. Like the minute that I heard upside down, I was like, I'm sold. Like, this is great. It's such, uh, uh, inspired writing and it, the kind of self-awareness and willing to poke fun at yourself and willing to say, you know, I've grown. I don't want to sing about being heartbroken mm-hmm. or whatever anymore. Like, I don't want to sing yeah. about hating you anymore. It's all well, on this now. album. Like, he's talking a lot about his own addiction and stuff, yeah, which is yeah. kind of like finally it. They're, he's they're taught like unfortunate. Like I'm not saying thank God you got addicted and you know found something to write about, but you know, thankfully there was something to, new to write about because I think if you're to do the fourth album of oh youth was hard, girls' relationships hard, blah blah growing blah. Growing up is scary. Like, shut the know? fuck up, dude. Like <laughs> shut up. And but, and yeah. so I loved it. Like when I came out and you're absolutely right. Like this, there are songs on this uh, record that are in line with the stuff that they've released before. Even like the first, like if I fall yeah. is a super fast, like, super pop punk record. Um, or out of it is uh, uh, a, they had released it as a single, I think the year before. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think people knew that it was on uh, the album. I think they just thought they just released a song because they hadn't put anything out in a long time. Um, But that's a very much a a pop punk song. Um, Yeah, there's, but then there's a lot of cool, like growing on you is like a, sounds like a wedding ballad, not in a corny way. It's a very beautiful song. Light year is fantastic upside down. um, You know, Proper Dose is a stellar opening track. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just, it's grown up. It's it's not just about one thing. Like you said, he talks about his addiction. He talks about his experience playing in the band. Upside Down, I think is like probably my favorite song from them. I absolutely love yeah. it. And I absolutely love the fact that he's willing to say, oh, I'm 27 now and I'm just like, I don't want to sing about the stuff that I, I don't want to lie anymore. I don't want to get on stage and have to make myself angry so that I can sing about these things that you did to mm-hmm. me. I want to forgive. I want to forget. I want to grow up. And at the time, myself having gone through 
a major breakup. Um, this album really helped me. Like this album really, really was, uh, you know, this album and, and swimming were like the things that summer that in, in that summer and fall. Um, cause I guess this was released in September, but, um, that they really helped me kind of deal with a lot of the things that I was feeling and, um, you know, rest in peace to Mac Miller. Um, eventually we'll do a Mac Miller episode. Um, it'll probably take us a couple, we'll need to figure it out weeks in advance. Cause we'll probably both be very, uh, sad cause he's gone. Um, but those two records, they were just both, uh, perfect timing, perfect content, perfect willingness to explore and do different stuff. Like, I don't know. I think, I just think that this is, was such a solid release and solid move for them. And I remember people having being like, Oh, this doesn't, you know, uh." um, and I think that that was silly because from the get go, I, I kind of realized there was something special uh, about about proper dose so I, it m- might be my favorite album of them again hard to say because these are all great records um i don't know do you have any other thoughts now that you've kind of come around to it i'm interested to hear you hear your further opinions since you didn't really listen to it at the time it came out do you feel listening to it now like what do you feel um yeah no i i like it because like i like because like as we said, like, it makes sense. Like, it makes the progression of it, like, makes sense. Like, listening to it now, I'm like, oh, this is the same transition, like, Blink-182 made from, like, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket to their self-titled album, where it's like, oh, they went from, like, pop punk to, like, dark emo, almost, like, in some way. Whereas this one, they went, whereas, you know, Story So Far, they kind of went more of, like, indie rock, sort of alt-rock sound. But, like, even like just listening to it today or yesterday um a lot of the songs still have the you know like the structure and you know the songwriting that was there before like it's still all like if you just switch the you know the guitar tones like if you added more distortion to the some of these songs they would just they would be the you know, they sound like older story so far songs, but they just decided, no, we don't need to do distortion instead of like having, you know, the trans, you know, the traditional palm muted verse. No, let's just do it acoustically. And then, you know, we'll pick it back up later. And like, it's just good. Like, and then like, you know, some songs have like piano, there's songs that has the organ in it, like sounds, there's a lot of, instead of just doing basic drum stuff, the drummer's like, okay, he goes, there's some, different percussion stuff like there's you know some like bongo sort of sound and things and whatever just i just like their willingness to experiment it really like now as i said this is like now it's like oh yes i this makes sense i like it and yeah if you just if you just think of it like different ways like it's still it's still a pop punk record it's still a story so far if they wanted to they could play these songs faster and with distortion and it would sound exactly like their first two records. But guess what? They didn't want to do that for the fucking fourth or fifth time. Yeah. And I mean, take me as you please and let it go. Were interesting uh, songs to release as singles because they are so like, take me as you please has the organ. 
it has it's more of a like a beaut like a, it's a beautiful song you know what i mean like it's more in line mm-hmm. of of phantom from the self-titled which also i'm glad you brought up percussion because that's one of the things that i liked in the self-titled as well was that you had um more use of like percussion um mm-hmm. but it really comes to the forefront in this um but um yeah the, the take me as you please let it go and upside down i mean upside down was the closest one to what we expect from the story so far um but they've all grown on me like this record really to me uh it, it really once i dug into it i it, it kind of buried burrowed into my brain and i really truly love it i can't wait to see what they do what they do next mm-hmm. um and and i would be interesting to interested to see after proper dose which direction they go um and i hope hope they continue their trend of kind of growing um while honoring like you said you listen to it and it is a story so far record you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it's unmistakably them but they're just older and more willing to experiment and more willing to kind of pull back the aggression and let kind of moments of softness or vulnerability or or um kind of beautiful songwriting step forward it's just really cool um it's a really cool record really cool band um you know i've loved them for a long time since i first heard uh uh the uh under soil and dirt on my patio in toronto shout out jordan from white pacific he showed me them um and that was that you know they've just been around um I don't know what else what what else should we should we cover? I mean, is there do you want to go deep into the into the uh uh kind of their place in the pop punks thing or do you want to just uh you know tell people to listen to it and and uh and we'll we'll chat about some new music. What do you want to do now? Um I I mean like Yeah, I mean like in the current like in you know in there's sort of like, you know, there's the 90s pop punk bands or you got like Green Day, Blink-182, and then, you know, early 2000s where you had like some 41, Good Charlotte, then you got the Fallout Boys and like Paramore, and then the genre disappeared. And then the, I think the story so far was the band that brought the genre back and like made it cool again. Like... The bands, there's now bands, like, they were the band that, like, were influenced by old pop punk, but also influenced the whole new generation of pop punk. And there are bands currently touring that owe their careers to the story so far. And, like, <laughs> a lot of bands on Pure Noise Records, I think, owe yeah. their, and their pure, careers I think pure, to I think pure noise the story records. so far owes the story so far some some uh some yeah i mean i'm sure i'm sure pure noise answers their calls immediately and says gives a lot of yeses i'd say there's not a lot of no's from pure noise towards story so far i would say that is their cash cow they're the band that put that record label on the map they're the band 
that reignited so many other bands' careers. Like even as I mentioned before, like so many pop punk bands that also died out when pop punk died out were able to come back. Like Senses Fail, Four Years Strong, Blink One Eight Two was able to make a comeback. Fucking Good Charlotte made a comeback. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly plays pop punk music because of the story so far. That's uh, that's like uh, six. All the shit that Travis Barker is producing, all these like young, eighteen-year-old kids that are playing pop punk music. These are kids that grew up on Story So Far and the bands that the Story So Far fathered, which were grandfathered by Blink One. Like the whole succession of like of pop punk music, like the Story So Far is there. Like they are one of the pillars there now i would say like especially if if we're talking the last 10 years biggest pop punk band story so far hands down yeah i mean well talking about like uh in the world but also in like north america um i guess actually we should probably talk about pure noise for a moment um Mm -hmm. pure noise records punk rock label from california um it was founded in 2009 um uh, uh, and you know, they, uh, they signed a couple people early. Um, but, uh, I think they were, um, uh, uh, it was from, b- because he wanted to, uh, he had friends in uh, no bragging rights, a band that were looking for a new label. Um, uh, Jake round who founded it, he expressed interest in releasing the album himself. And from there, uh, uh, they uh they just grew um but in the early years of uh of pure noise originally called pure noise entertainment um they were supposed to become a concert agency uh he round round decided to found the record company after two organized concert tours because he didn't see himself as a promoter um and so no bragging rights melodic hardcore band was the first release um, from 2008 to 2010. Didn't do a whole lot, uh, but they did sign the story so far in a band called Landscapes from England. The story so far took off. The label took off. Uh, story so far charted on the Billboard 200, played Warp Tour, did all that stuff. And then, you know, then you had state champs and handguns and all those people come through. And now, uh, uh, pure noise records is uh is the eponius the record label yeah. eponius 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 is that the word eponymous i don't it, yeah. it, it, it's oh, the it's... the paramount pop punk record label yeah. um with uh bands such as bearings belmont bouncing mm. souls counterparts uh it's also hardcore they got hardcore bands on it now too yeah uh drug church um who just released drug church just put out an album today um four years strong hawthorne heights uh knocked loose uh like pacific less than jake year of the knife um put out terror albums yeah terror albums strike anywhere story so far stick to your guns state champs the spill canvas um senses fail see you space cowboy which if you like 90s metalcore cu space cowboy is the band yeah. you should be watching right now they are yeah if you love early wicked. converge and like botch and like stuff like that wicked band seaway 
Um, Megan Dia, Microwave, Real Friends, Reggie and the Full Effect, Rotting Out, uh, The Warriors, Unity Texas, just so many bands. Like there's so I'm not gonna read through all of them, but a lot of really, really um dope hardcore and pop punk bands. They also formerly had Boston Manor, um Brigades, Daybreaker. Uh, Narwolves, Handguns, Hit the Lights, Vanna, uh, Sights and Sounds, No Bragging Rights, Misser, A Man Overboard, Living with Lions, I Call Fives, uh, just a bunch of other bands that were like, you know, relatively important in the scene. There's more. I'm, again, not going to read it all. Oh, The American Scene, great band. Uh, if you haven't heard them and you like pop punk, that's a band that sl- slaps. Um, but yeah, no, they 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 are uh a one of the biggest uh alternative punk hardcore labels that are around now and um you know as otis said without the story so far uh coming on and doing as well as they did i don't know if you would have the pure noise that you have now and a lot of the bands that are signed to pure noise or other, not otherwise, uh, pop punk bands that allowed to flourish during the revival that was kind of spearheaded by them and transit and a couple other bands, wonder years and whatever. Um, yeah, just, uh, a, a, a label that's got quite a few, uh, uh, quite a few, uh, kind of important and prescient pop punk and punk bands, a lot of Canadians on the, on that label too, which I really like. Uh, I like that, uh, you know, you've got, um, bearings, seaway, uh, counterparts, uh, like Pacific, just a lot of really, a lot of Canadian bands that were doing really well, uh, over the past 10 years in, in, Mm -hmm. in all over the world, but especially in Canada, um, pure noise kind of came in and grabbed them up, which is dope. Uh, I hope yeah, well, help. Canada doesn't really have a strong alternative, like, you know, like hardcore or like punk label. Like, I'm, there are, like, there are definitely in Canada, but there's not ones that have, like, really managed to, like, stand the test of time. Even though, like, Pop Monk, even though Pure Noise is still, like, they've only been around for 10, 15 years, they're still. You know, who knows? They could fall apart at any moment. Who knows? But yes, God life bless. is fickle. I'm life not wishing fickle. that upon them. But like Canada, for some reason, whenever there's like a strong alternative label, they like show up, they kick ass for like five years, and then they just like kind of disappear. And it's like that seems to be like the general trend of labels in Canada. Unfortunately, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I guess no, because we got Dine Alone. Um, and, uh, and they're still doing stuff. Um, so that's, that's pretty dope, but they aren't, but Dine Alone and, uh, oh, what's the Dine Alone and oh, well, like there was like underground operation, but then oh, that disappeared. Was then like, sick. then like there was like recently there was like new damage, but now they've, I don't think that's the label anymore. And then there was like some other labels like dying alone it will survive because of their long-standing affiliation with like alexis on fire and all of those bands and like city on color so they'll like dying alone will be forever around 
Um, but yeah, there's not huge. They, I don't know. We, there's small independent labels, but there's not really any big ones. Unless maybe maybe I'm talking about my ass. Maybe I'm just not in the know of anything. Uh, no, anymore. I think you're right because like you know, um, New Damage and Underground Operations came and went. Um, and I think that they were new damage was, was like, they had count the cancer bats, counterparts, Ken mode, misery signals, architects, like all that stuff. Like, I think they did pretty well, but you're right that they kind of, um, uh, uh, came and went underground operations was sick. Yeah. Like underground Um, operations put me on to so many sick bands, like mainly like protest the hero, obviously. And then. Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Mm-hmm. That um, band, to this day, I love that band. They only have one EP that's out. Uh, but I love that band. And I actually got to become kind of good friends with some of the members of that band when I lived in Toronto. And um, uh, yeah, shout out Steve and all the rest of the guys that were in Kathleen Turner Overdrive. I wish I could see you guys play again because you guys were so much fucking fun. Um, yeah, but uh, so that's, you know, that's that's pretty much, I don't know if we've got much else to say. Story so far, great. Great mm-hmm. pop punk. Uh, if you like pop punk or even if you just, because really they're pop punk, but they're not like Blink-182 pop punk. There's a little bit more to them, a little bit more musicality. Um, and they're, they, you know, you can jump in at the end with proper dose and have something that's a little bit more kind of, uh, a little bit less pop punky and more kind of broad and accessible. Or if you really like the kind of 2010s pop punk revival, listen to under soil and dirt and what you don't see. Cause those are the two, two albums that like were, you know had they were the ones yeah they were the ones they were the you know they had a major role in bringing it all back so you know i'm i'm really looking forward just to to hearing what they have uh what what they come out with next i hope they are coming out with an album um and i'm really interested to hear it um great band uh love them i don't know if we got much else to 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 go on with that but unless you do you have anything no, 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 I don't have anything to add. Uh, All right, shout well, out then, so far, shout outs, pure noise. Yeah, shout outs, pure noise. Shout outs, story so far. Uh, let's talk for a little bit about uh, some new music because there's a lot of things that I need to or want to talk about, and one of them we've already mentioned: mm. Alexis on Fire, new album. Uh, not the album is not out, only a single, but they announced the album, Otherness, uh, and uh, and they put out a song which is called. You'll forgive me one second. Something I saw. I, I was going to listen to distracted by something else today. But I saw that. I was like, ooh, new new song. And I was hoping there was an album attached. I didn't know that there was an album attached yes. that they had announced. So I'm glad to hear that because over the last three or four years, they've been releasing singles with promise of album but no album so well uh, i think that i didn't well, th- like speculation of speculation new album, of album say. yeah um this song is called sweet dreams of otherness it it's really cool because it's like it's still heavy but it's got like these wild shoegazy guitars and there's like 
a lot of layered singing and da- Dallas takes more of a front row mm. and George so it's, kinda, comes, it's picking up where they left off. Um, yeah, but it's got a little bit more edge to it. Like it's got a little bit more, uh, like it's, you know, you listen to, um, young Cardinals and it's, uh, you know, very, it's very polished kind of anthemic. Whereas this one sounds Mm -hmm. kind of more like punky. It's, it's cool. It's really cool. I really like the song. I listened to it a couple times in a row. I love the cover of the album it's this like eyes, this face with like eyes and lips, but they're co- they're covered in like paint or something. I don't know. It's it's really dope. I'm really stoked that they're putting out a record, and I absolutely love the fact that <laughs> that they're uh, back and making music, and it actually sounds like it could be pretty dope. Um, we did a podcast on Alexis on Fire. Uh, mm-hmm. We both have huge respect and love for them, so I just thought that, that it was super dope. I would, I'll be interested to hear. I hope you listen to it after we record. No, and, I will. I will. And then, uh, and then I'll be interested to hear what you what you have to say about that. Uh, also, uh, Tana Talk Four, the butcher, mm-hmm. the butcher coming. Um, pretty much. Uh, what else is there to say? Uh, Benny the butcher. This is it. This is it. Firing on all cylinders. Like, good Lord. I was listening to... Absolutely. Griselda album through and through. Exclusively produced by Alchemist, Derringer, Beat Butcher. So, sounds like a Griselda album. Fucking just absolutely filthy. It's so good, The first song opens... Like, the first one's the single that's been out for a while. The one with J. Cole... But then the second song, like back to back to time, like with Stove God, it's dude, so Stove good. God is gonna be so fucking huge. Like it's yeah, I don't think people are ready for the Stove God takeover. It's it's people coming. Are. Like and the the whole thing works is just works so well. All the beats are excellent. Alchemist mm-hmm. snapped. Uh, you have crazy features: J Cole, Stove God, Cooks. Boldy James, Diddy is on one of the songs. Well, on that song, Diddy, Ten More Commandments, it's a spiritual success, sequel to the Ten Crack Commandments by Biggie. Where So Benny came up with more Crack Commandments to follow as a modern-day drug dealer. <clears throat> Sorry, modern-day drug dealer. Like, things like no social media. Like, drug dealers didn't have social media back in the 90s. Where's no social media now? Now you can't be a fucking coke dealer and posting about it on fucking Instagram. Yeah. That's stupid. He's But yet there are a lot of people that do that. You'd be surprised how many people openly post about their criminal behavior online. Yeah. It's astounding and it's just like I how could you possibly <laughs> it's be astounding. this astounding. Um, and well, Benny the Butcher is here to tell you Stop being Cut so it fucking out. stupid. You got to follow it, it. So he gives you the crack commandments numbers 11 through 20. Yeah. So, so uh, we got Diddy, you know, the original producer for Biggie. So he got the blessing from Diddy. He got the blessing from DJ Primo, DJ Premier, who did the original 10 crack commandments. So it's, it's the it's album real. is deep. It goes, uh, the Tyson versus Ali with Conway is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you got 38 special. He's got uh Guerrero with West Side Gun and just all like 
the whole album, it's just fantastic. Like it's, it's Tanatok three, but better. Like I just, I listened to it this morning and was like, this goes good for mm-hmm. them. This is absolutely yeah. filthy. Um, um, also in terms of bars, New York last week, your old Droog dropped YOD wave, which is also sick. Just, yeah, I was, that was actually classic. on my, just, on my list because I love Droog, uh, mm-hmm. who you put me on to. Um, yeah. and yeah, that one is, uh, like incredible. Got Makami, got, uh, the God Fahim. And it's mm-hmm. a tight little seven. There's a song with the yeah. game, I think. Um, I forget. I was I was listening to a lot of uh, Drew stuff today because I'm I his Space Bar album that came out I guess late last year. I guess I missed it at some, somehow last year. But that album's sick. But yeah. it has a lot of like it's like it's sort of like a spacey sci-fi themed album. So it has a lot of like I guess I, I could only say like LP sort of sounding beats. Like I don't know, they're just strange. Sort of has like the New York sound, but has like weird sense. So that album was also sick. That's from a couple months ago. So yeah, New York. Check out anything your Drew's doing because him and the God Fahim are constantly putting shit out. That's what I love about. I mean, we talked about it in the Griselda podcast, but like. Griselda and the rest of the New York rappers are just constantly putting out stuff like your old bars. Like it's not garbage shit either. Like a lot of dudes, sometimes they put out a lot of shit and it's just like, okay, dude, maybe there's some stuff you shouldn't be putting out. But like with these guys, it's like, holy, especially like as we talk about all the time, Griselda, the amount of albums, mixtapes, EPs and shit they put out and they all go so hard. It's like, how? Like, it's just, they're on, like, a just a fire streak. It's like, they haven't lost in, like, 12 releases. Yeah. And Especially, like, like, listening to Tana Talk 4, I was like, all right, Benny the Butcher has every right to just, like, talk his shit. Yeah, like, just, yeah, you can you, talk. You, yeah. There's, you can't, like, you can't, you can't deny at this point what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um and that's not to say that they're better or worse than any other coast or area or rapper, but just the consistency with which they're putting out real fire, fire music is, is crazy. Like, it's just, it's, you can go into any of the Griselda records and expect quality. And like, that's impressive considering that they've all released like however many albums in the past two years it's like ev- yeah, every they're, month they're there's a new a new album and they, it goes hard um yeah that i'm glad you brought up yod wave and your old droog uh love droog i love that space bar album too i listened to it uh recently um there's some other stuff that came out, various things. I feel like uh, Rex Orange County, there's a new Rex Orange County album. There's a new Dirk album. There's uh, the Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse, which has been a source of hip-hop Twitter contention and arguments and debates uh, because I guess Slaughterhouse is no no longer exists. I mean, they haven't put anything out in forever, but... I guess mm-hmm. Joe Budden and 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 Joel Ortiz got into an argument yelling at each other on Instagram live. I mean, these are grown men. This is weird, but um, but I listen I mean, Joe Budden is just like <laughs> the man just needs to like 
chill for like a moment. Like just like you gotta acknowledge at some point you're a, like a man in his in your forties, and like you can't be beefing with like. Everybody, everybody who has like an opinion of you when you like, <laughs> it's hey. sad. Like at least like Kanye West is like when he posts like he's brags about how much people he's beat. Like he's mentally ill. <laughs> Joe Budden isn't. Meant, he's just he's just being dumb and childish. Like just, uh, dude, just yeah, fucking, man. Just stop. Like relax. Just um, pump it up and chill out, dude. Like, but I did. I did. Uh, sorry, that was really loud. I, microphone fell forward um but i did listen to some of rise and fall of slaughterhouse um crooked and joel did their thing like they're rapping rapping like it's it i mean was, everybody in slaughterhouse has got bars all of them yeah like, but no but it's like i was listening to it i was like damn you know there's they got some they're they're ta- talking they're running they're they're breaking it down from their point of view and uh and they're they've got some some uh Something to say. It's uh it's it's quite the uh quite the listen, at least a couple of the songs that I heard. I was like, yeah, wow, like, damn, they're going like they're real rapping rapping. Um I don't know. When you're if you're in a rap group with like Royce the Five Nine and like like yeah, you you gotta rap. Like Royce the Five Nine's like probably one of the most underrated rappers of all time. Oh, and, Royce the Five Nine is an alien. Like he yeah. his rapping makes me like lose my mind that la leakers freestyle he did uh, where yeah that it's like nine minutes long it's just crazy royce royce is uh is i think he's super respected in the industry he's just not like yeah uh, he's like a rapper's rapper you know like people in the industry people who really like hip-hop and like rapping really like him but to the wider people he's not you know yeah but i guess I guess so. Royce the Five Nine, Joe Budden aren't happy that Crooked and Joel Ortiz are releasing an album with the Slaughterhouse name in it. I guess even though, even whatever. The like, album. Why? Why would it matter? You haven't done anything with the name in fucking ten years. Why would you give a shit that they did something? If anything, that maybe people go back and actually listen to the Slaughterhouse album, which fucking goes by the way. Yeah, it's good. Which is it's really good. good. One thing I hate about shady records is that there are some shady records releases that are so good, but like you would never know that they even got released because shady records is the worst at promoting anybody that's not Eminem. Yeah. Touche. Very true. Um, yeah, no, that's slot that Slaughterhouse record is is great. Um, and the rise and fall of Slaughterhouse so far that I've listened to has been good. Um, and then, oh yeah. And then also I wanted to, um, shout out to Wednesday and Flixo, um, our homies, uh, they released their album sky is blue. Very impressed by it. Um, I really, really enjoyed listening to it and I listened to it multiple times. Um, I'm, I, I'm really, really, really pleased and congratulations to you guys. Cause you did a good job. Um, there's some really, really dope uh, wordplay uh, and uh, and Wednesdays, you know, um, he he's kind of found his voice. I feel like he's uh, uh, leaning into certain aspects that I feel maybe before he didn't or maybe he just didn't 
explore it, but there's more kind of the sing songy vocal stuff that he does really well. And also there's some bars like it's, it's, he got some bars off on that. There's one line he says, um, he's like, Oh, I'm trying to be like, uh, little Wayne in Oh nine, no ceilings. So I can see the blue sky or something like that. And I was like, did you just do that? That's pretty hard. Like, that's pretty hard um yeah so i talked to him last night about it as i was listening to it and uh, i listened to it again while i was walking the dog today and uh yeah just great job production is fantastic um really love the 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 overall engineering sound of it just good job guys you did a fantastic job uh and i wish you uh i hope wish you success off of it and i hope that uh uh, more people listen to you guys find out about you guys and uh, just all the best, all the best things that can come your way should go your way. Cause you guys did a really good job. I know how hard it is to make an album because I'm doing it right now. And, uh, and um, I, you know, to see your hard work uh, not only deliver a, a stellar product, but uh, to see the positive reactions it's getting from people and stuff. Great, great stuff. So stream skies blue Wednesday and Flixo. If you get a chance on all DSPs, um, it's uh it's an it's a nifty little album. Uh well it's not little, it's I think it's got like a decent number of songs. I should probably know. Yeah. I think it's like 15 songs. Yeah, 15 songs. Um, but yeah, no, uh dope, dope. Have you listened to it? Did you listen to any of it? I started listening to it. I only got about two or three tracks in, and then I just had to go do something else. Ah, well, these things happened. We all have lives. Um, I've, yeah. I've listened to a lot of albums today. I've, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I listened to like a bunch of stories so far albums plus multiple new releases from the day. So it's been a big, it's been a good music day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go check out Sky is Blue uh and uh and run it up for the homies um i i really enjoy it uh and uh i don't know is there anything else do we have any other no um my cat just started yelling at the door so i think i think she's saying it's time all right well i guess it's mm-hmm. time um what we got next week we talked about it and then now i can't remember uh, let me take a look if i go back i think next I... week we were just gonna oh, lazy be lazy about it yeah all right yeah. so then we'll talk next week about uh maybe get into a little bit of uh um, now that you've had some more time with elden ring um yeah. and uh we'll talk about some of the stuff that we've we've been watching and uh and some other music and whatever um and uh yeah and then then and then we got a, a a dope one that we've kind of talked about a bit uh a movie um we've talked about a bit kind of here and there but we're gonna go mm-hmm. deep into it the, the week after we're gonna yeah. dive in um so yeah. uh, we'll tell you we got some week. more series planned some double features some you know some maybe some part twos, some follow-ups on some things that we've done before. So we got some things coming. Uh, yeah. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Yeah. And also uh, I released the second single from my uh, upcoming album uh, on infinite repeat. The second single is called when I feel the light it's on um, all or most streaming services. Now um, I'm having some real problems with 
distribution, man. But anyway, uh, you can listen to it on our SoundCloud and listen to it on Bandcamp, anxietyweekend.bandcamp.com and know it's on Apple Music and Spotify. Um, and it should be on everywhere else within the next couple hours. Uh, but yeah, no, check it out. Um, I do some singing and, uh, it's a pretty, it's a bit of an emotional tune. Uh, so maybe don't listen to it if you're sad. Um, but, uh, yeah, check out that and these things happen. And next month I'm dropping another single and the album artwork and the track list and all that good stuff. I think that's pretty much it. You got anything else Mm -hmm. you want to um yeah just follow me on twitter otis morris dude that's it um got some cool things cooking in my realm and some other people's realms and a lot of cool things coming your your way into the world hopefully unless i don't know who knows maybe i'll get hit by a missile or something who knows (laughs) as he said life is fickle yeah we got a bunch of stuff coming uh we got some good episodes planned next week we'll do a lazy bird talk a little bit more about that go check out the story so far uh if you haven't heard them before or if you haven't listened to them in a while maybe go back take a listen uh and uh and let us know you know if you have a different opinion or whatever you can find me on twitter at palm reader uh sorry twitter is at plmrdr palm reader without the vowels uh you can find me on instagram at palm reader P-A-L-M-R-E-A-D-R. That's Palm Reader without the last E. Uh, We'll be back next week and uh, check out um, When I Feel the Light and uh, Skies Blue and have a great weekend. And initiate the protocol. Peace. Oh, shit.